It's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me to go over everything. You say the time's supposed to heal you, but I ain't done much healing. Hello, can you hear me? I'm in California dreaming about who we used to be when we were younger and free. I've forgotten how it felt before the world fell at our feet. Such a difference between us and a million miles. Hello from the other side. I must have called a thousand times to tell you.
Welcome to Soul Harvest Church of God and Apple of His Eye Day Care. To speak with a representative, press 1. To leave us a message, press 0. This is Becky. Yes, ma'am. My name is Brett Keen. I was wanting to know if I could ask a question. Uh, yes. Yeah, if I can help you with that, you can definitely ask. Yeah. It's it's kind of a uh, biblical question, if that's okay. Um, I don't have a pastor here right now. Would I they be able are... to ask you the question? And if you can't answer it, I'll just simply call back and talk to the pastor. Absolutely. All right. Do you believe that God is all loving? I believe in God, but I'm curious if you believe that God is all loving. Personally? Yeah. Is this me personally? I do, but I believe that God is just and fair as well. Okay. If you don't mind, uh, I don't know if you'd heard on the news a couple years back, there was a woman who ended up drowning her own children because she seen them as an inconvenience. And she was considered evil in the headlines of the news. Now, as you know, in the Bible, God drowned the entire world except for eight people and a couple handfuls of animals. What makes what he did different than the woman who drowned her own children out of inconvenience? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm equipped to answer it. All right. Yeah. Well, ma'am, I hope that you're having... It is definitely for thought, and I will definitely be thinking on it. Okay. Well, besides that, ma'am, I hope that you're having a good day and continue to have blessings from God. Yes, you too. Thank you for giving us a call. Um... The pastors are out of town um, with a uh, uh, family emergency. I They should be back next week, um, but if not, you are more than welcome to contact the associate pastor. All right. I will definitely take care yeah. of that. Hopefully the emergency isn't something that's negative or, or sad. Yeah. All right, ma'am. Well, you have a good day. Thank you for putting forth the effort. Yes, you too. I'm sorry I could not uh, provide you with a, an answer. I just don't think I am equipped enough to to answer that one. That's a that's a good one. I understand it's a difficult question. It's something I've wrestled with. I appreciate you trying, mm-hmm. though. That's what counts. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a blessed day. You too. What ma'am. was your name? My name is Brett Keen. Brett Keen. Well, it's nice to talk to you, Brett. Nice talking to you too, ma'am. Right. Bye bye. Thank you for calling the Atheist Experience. In 15 seconds or less, please state your name and the topic you are calling about after the tone. Then press the pound key. Brett Keen. Thank you. You may listen to the show while waiting. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on with the host. This is something that is that 
precedes time itself in some sense, right? Uh, so uh, there's no way for you to know at all. And I am all the way there with you in that part. But because that is the case, what I'm also thinking is pushing it a little bit further and saying, I will never ever, or no one can never ever know if there is a deity God at all or not. Doesn't mean there isn't one, doesn't mean there is one. Right? So yeah. you just yeah. don't know. And I mean, a fair position to take there would say, I just don't. Thank you for calling the Atheist Experience. You're on with the call screener. Is this Brett? Yes, how you doing? Good, thanks. Brett, where are you from? St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, are you an atheist or a theist? I'm a theist. And if you don't mind me asking, what are your pronouns? Excuse me? Uh, pronouns, that would be like a he, him, she, her, they, them. Oh, I, I go with what science says. I'm a male. So is he, him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you like to talk about on the show, Brett? Well, there's a couple different things. Uh, are you actually one of the hosts, or what are you exactly? No, I'm the call it. screener. Oh. Well, there's a couple different things. I was wanting or curious, uh, is atheism objective or subjective? And also, I got some other okay. questions. Sure. Okay. Uh, sounds good. I'll go ahead and put you into the host queue. That means you're going to go back on hold. While you're on hold, we ask three things from our callers. The first thing is be ready to go on the air at any time. Uh, we are live, and your call could be taken uh, next, last, or anywhere in between, so always be ready. The second thing, do not watch the YouTube live stream. Instead, listen through your phone. That way you don't get, um, you don't miss your cue and we don't get that background noise. And lastly, uh, your audio quality is very good, so please don't make any changes. Don't switch to speakerphone or anything like that. So, um, yeah, that's it. Thanks so much, Brett. All right. You have been put in the holding queue. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on with the host. Okay. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Yep. Cheers. All right. So for those of you who don't know, we now have a channel that houses all the shows of the ACA in audio podcast form. Visit tiny.cc slash podcasts. There you can listen to all the latest shows from the Atheist Experience, Talk, Even Truth, One, and Secular Sexuality, the nonprofits, and others all on one channel. We also have three Facebook groups that are run by fans for fans that you can interact with. The first is the Atheist Experience fan group at tiny.cc slash FBAXP. There's also the Atheist Experience private fan group where you can interact with us without having those interactions appear on your public feed at tiny.cc slash FBAXPPR. We also have a new group, the Atheist Experience Fan Group, Atheist vs. Theist Debates, where you can try out some of your arguments on theists and atheists alike. You can find that at tiny.cc slash AXP Fan Debates. That's tiny.cc slash AXP Fan FN Debates. All right. Going on to the next call. And, oh, there we are. Uh, let's talk to in Missouri. How's it going, Brett? Hey, Brett. Hey, how you doing? Uh, not too bad. So here's what you want to talk about. Is atheism objective or subjective? Well, there's that, and I got some other questions if you guys got the time. All right. Well, shoot. Well, the first question would be what you just mentioned. Do you believe that atheism is subjective or objective? 
Well, um, I would say that it's skeptical, um, and so it tends to be more objective than not. More yeah, objective I would agree. Than I think not. it's, a, it's a position on a question about objective reality. Yeah, would you say that atheism is uh, could be associated with objective reality, or is it just simply a subjective uh, opinion of yours that there's no God? It, it's a position on an objective question. So the question is, does a God exist? And we're saying, prove it. And until then, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. Like we just talked about with the last caller, you know, if I say there's an elephant back behind this bookshelf, the answers are yes, no, or I don't believe you. If I say yes or no, I have to back it up with evidence. I don't believe you isn't necessarily the same thing as no. It just means until you show me a reason to trust you, I'm just, I'm not going to buy it. And so it is an objective point. Uh, it's, it's a position on objective reality. I don't know if calling a belief objective tracks in my brain that way, but like, yeah, it, yeah. To, 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 to go for what you're saying here, I would say objective makes the most sense. Yep. All right. Fair enough. My next question would be more of a, a science question. Um, how would you explain mm -hmm. in a naturalistic uh, world view with evolution, how pain receptors came into existence? They're, they're just a type of nerve. So like you have all sorts of different kinds of nerves all over your body um, that send the exact same kind of signal. It's just an electrochemical signal up to your brain. The action potentials work the same way. It's just different chemicals in different directions. And so uh, you have uh, thermoreceptors for, for, you know, feeling heat. You have uh, mechanoreceptors that feel pressure and, and deformation of cells. Um, nociception is the perception of pain when these things, you know, are, are, experiencing damage to to yourself and so it's just a signal to your brain telling you hey there's a problem and there's lots of different ways that that works there's lots of different cool ways that that's evolved and, and lots of different uh, cool pathways for it but honestly it's, it's just another nerve doing the same thing that nerves well, I, do. So I understand how it's, pain it's, receptors it's not work. anything boring it's just not magic yeah i understand how pain receptors hey, work i'm just asking uh, not the yeah, horse yeah. but the carriage here why did the pain receptors come into existence in the first place? You believe we originally started out as a self-replicating cell, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so why we, we did We still are self-replicating cells. Yeah. We're just a bunch of them now. Why did the this short extremely... answer is you have to have some way to avoid saying... Well, you have to have some way to avoid uh, things that are going to hurt you and to find things that are going to uh, keep you alive. And what we describe as pain is generally a uh you know uh, uh, our body is going hey this this is not a good place to be or a good thing to be doing so stop doing it um yeah. and so you you need that kind of you need that kind of a feedback system right and that's all pain really is is a, is a a feedback system uh to the organism that says hey stop doing that or or run away well, I, I, think get, I get what you're saying. You're saying that we we need this to happen, but evolution doesn't have a consciousness. It doesn't care if we die or suffer or go through the worst extremities. No. Why would it give it, us this? No, well, but evolution is based on natural selection, and natural selection works by the simple principle of if you do X, you die. If you don't do Y, you die. And so the ones that don't do X and do Y 
tend to live and pass on the genes. So the ones that had the alleles for working on this uh, properly, this is basic, you know, neo-Darwinianism. This is not the complex, exciting, you know, <laughs> details, but like basic neo-Darwinian evolution. It's just if you have the alleles that give you the advantage, you survive and you have more offspring that also have those alleles. And if you don't have the right alleles, you die and you don't pass on those, those uh, you know, have more offspring this way. So when we're talking about anything from, from nociception to eyesight to, you know, uh, the ability to see a specific, a specific color or smell, a specific smell, whatever it is, if this gives you a survival advantage, you're going to have more offspring than the ones that don't do this. Um, you know, chordates are, oh gosh, uh, if I remember correctly, like 500 something million years old. I'd, Pulling that off the top of my head, I, I don't remember. Someone will correct me, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> to have that spinal cord. What in the heck? They hung up on me. What in the hell? Why'd they hang up for me for? What the fuck? You may listen to the show while waiting. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on with the. Hi, my name is Cynthia. I'm the call screener tonight. Can I get whether you're an atheist or a theist? I'm a theist. All right. What's your name? My name is Brett Keen. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, I'm in St. Louis, too. Hey, that's cool. I'm in Bevo right now, actually. Um you have any preferred pronoun to use? Um, ma'am, can you speak up a little bit? I don't know why it is. You sound a little muffled. Um, do you have any preferred pronoun to use? Well, I, I'm real uh, big on science. There's male, female, and I'm a male. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm a scientist as my day job, and... Science actually disagrees with what you just said. But anyway, what do you want to talk about tonight? Well, I agree that there are forms of mental illness and all that. There's no issue there. Well, there's um, a, I got a couple different uh, questions. No, 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 no. Gender is not considered a mental illness in the DSM. But we're not going to make each other agree with each other. So what do you want to talk about today? Well, there's a couple different things. I was wondering if uh, atheism would be considered objective truth and reality or is it subjective based upon opinion i got a couple other questions too but that's one of my favorites okay i hope you're having a nice day ma'am all right you too all right brett i'm gonna put you in the host queue and they'll pick you up when they're ready all right And, um, I'm here. Yeah, I'm trying fighting with my software here. <laughs> it's all good. You have been put in the holding queue. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on with the host. I think I probably like Cliff uh, as well. I, I feel like our interactions have been limited to uh, these debates, and it tends to get a little heated. But, um, you know, the thing that, that Stuart ultimately said to Schuyler, you know, Schuyler said, like, the God of the Old Testament drowned innocent babies, right? That's what he said. 
Um, that's what he did. And Stewart's response ultimately was to say, listen, I don't care if the God of the Old Testament ate babies. If Jesus died and rose again, then you have to deal with that. And it was, it was almost as if the response, the entire debate was, if I'm right about what I believe, then I'm right. And it's like, yeah. yes, that's true. Uh, you know, if, if the Babylonians were correct, then Marduk, you know, was the real God. And so then their belief structure would have been sound. Um, or if the Assyrians were right, then Asher was the, you know, the one true God, uh, or at least the, you know, the most powerful national deity. Um, so yes, I mean, if they if they were right, then they were right. But, you know, so, but, but making the argument, well, if Jesus died and rose from the dead, then Christianity is true and all these other things follow. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a, I, I guess I'm okay with that. I haven't, you know, I'm sure there are actually some problems with that, but let's assume that there aren't. And that's a pretty big if. Yeah. So um, I just don't know if that's the way to come about these arguments and to say something like, I don't care if God of the Old Testament did any of the yeah. atrocious things. Like, uh... Yeah. I, it, it seemed like a, a big preachy session for, for their side, just basically, you know, saying, oh, well, my Bible says is, is kind of, you know, how, how I took it. But um, anyways, uh, we've got a theist caller. Uh, hey there, Brett. How are you doing today? Hey, handsome. How are you doing? Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> is this Brett Keen? Yeah, we've talked before in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. All right. <laughs> So is it okay for me to ask some questions? Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's why, I mean, that's what the show is about. Uh, people calling in and asking questions. So feel free to ask us questions. All right. Would you guys agree that within the confounds of the universe, every life that has ever existed always had a parent in order to have offspring? It's never been the case that life comes from inanimate objects or been observed to do that. Um, I, I, I feel like you're, you're talking about, uh, you know, a biogenesis and um, I, I mean, as life is as we have experienced it of course you know um you know life comes from life but that does not that's not a prescription for how the uh you know how how reality operates in general we we actually do have a lot of scientific evidence that shows that uh you know life could come from uh, or well organic materials can come from inorganic materials like develop gradually over time so um, I kind of feel like you're trying to push us in a corner, uh, you know, in the discussion already, um, which I, I guess is fine. But at the same time, uh, you're, you're you're talking about abiogenesis, and uh, abiogenesis has a lot of scientific evidence behind it. Um, and so I cannot say that you know um, all life derives from two parents or anything like that. I just simply don't know that. 
but that's what we've always observed. We can see that with billions of life forms and through science, we've never seen anything come out of an inanimate object and be sentient. Well, yeah, but uh, Brett, we, we've, we, we had also never observed, and uh, technically we still have never directly observed black holes, but we know that black holes exist. Um, so, uh, uh, and until they were first hypothesized and then, you know, detected by the effects on their immediate surroundings, uh, you know, we, it, um, th that that's how that discovery progressed. So, um, in, in the exact same way, we've hypothesized that organic matter or, or, or organic life can develop out of inorganic materials, and uh, we have, you know, done scientific experiments. Uh, I, I believe the Miller-Urey experiment is, is a good indication that uh, amino acids or the building blocks of life can develop out of inorganic materials. So um, while we don't have a complete picture just yet, uh, we definitely have enough of a picture to know that it most that life most likely developed out of um, inorganic uh, materials. All right. I appreciate the thought and the response on that. May I ask another question? Sure. From a naturalistic evolutionary concept, what kind of mutation do you think happened that causes it to where we were able to have a healing process in our bodies? I'm, I'm going to have to take a, um, a quote from my man Josh here and say that, you know, that's out of, uh, how do you put it, Josh? That's, that's not my area of expertise. Not my area of expertise, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know uh, how, like, um, our particular um, uh, healing um, uh, process developed over time. I'm sure that there are plenty of uh, people out there that can can accurately – like um, address that particular question, but what, what I can tell you is is that um, there's no way a designer like designed it with the amount of flaws that are uh, apparent in in how a human body heals right now. Um, just from a layman standpoint, um, and from an engineer standpoint, uh, if if a deity did design it and engineer it, then he did the worst job that he could possibly do. And it, in fact, looks exactly like um, what the process would be if it developed naturally on its own through a uh, natural process. Uh, so uh, it, it, se it seems to me like God had no hand in our um, ability to heal. All right. That's fair enough. I mean, that's your opinion. Are we able to do a little bit longer of a discussion, or are you guys wanting to get somebody else on? Uh, well, we do have three other callers um, uh, calling in that we do need to get to. Uh, if you maybe wanted to ask uh, possibly one more question that we can address, then uh, that that would be great. But, yeah, we don't want to take up too much time tonight. All right. I'll 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 try something a little bit less complicated. So we've all observed deformities in humans and animals, uh, basically bad mutations, as you would state. Right. 
If we found the remains of the deformed person or animal, how would we go about separating it from an alleged transitional fossil? Like, let's say a couple hundred thousand years ago or a million years ago, you find something. How do you know it's not something that was deformed or messed up in some way? Well, I mean, I, I would think that um, you could morphologically compare it to other um, animals uh, of, of that type. I mean, if it's a unique skeleton, then, you know, we're likely going to be able to, well, unique in that um, it's not it, it, it's not a skeleton uh, or a fossil of anything that we currently have in our fossil record. We're more than likely going to be able to compare it to similar fossils. And so, uh, I mean, I, I, the, the way that I would go about separating that out would just be to morphologically compare fossils to similar fossils uh, if we don't already have a like a record of that particular fossil uh, there. Um, so I, I'm not exactly sure what this is supposed to really uh, do for, I guess, maybe your position as far as creationism goes, uh, just because, like, all fossils are transitional fossils. So... Um, you know, life is always in transition from one form to another. That's what evolution is. So uh, to say that, you know, this fossil isn't a transitional fossil is just not even wrong uh, because, it, it, you know, you're just, uh, I mean, it just shows that you don't understand, like, transitional fossils, evolution, all that kind of stuff. So, Well, there has been problems uh, where people... There, Josh? Go ahead. No, no, I'm good. Okay. Well, it was nice meeting you, Josh, and it was a great conversation, Godless Engineer. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you so much there, Brad. Uh, I hope that you'll call in again. Uh, this, this actually was a pretty nice uh, interaction, so appreciate you. You guys have a good one.